Did you see that lady who filled the whole tub with milk and cereal and just would swim in it? That's oh, you're you giving are, Travis ideas. <laughs> <laughs> That's like almost like Scrooge McDuck in it. Back to the Shaken Out Scared podcast. Here with you, as always, your host Eric and Bibi. Today we're going to be talking about the 2019 film Pilgrim, directed by Marcus Dunstan. But before we get into that, how are you, Bibi? I'm good. I'm just slightly hungover, I think. But I'm also excited because we have guests. Woo! We are joined by our friends over at the What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie podcast. If you guys want to introduce yourselves, hi, my name is Jesse. Hi, I'm Travis. We are uh, in the middle of our Thanksgiving month. Actually, we just covered Freddy vs. Jason. We've been going over each movie. Movie, like one a month for the past year or so and we finally got to Freddy versus Jason yeah, big crossover event big crossover event and then we're doing our Thanksgiving episode next week on Blood Rage which yeah. we've been talking about for most of the year so we're really excited to actually have a full episode dedicated to it <laughs> yeah I love you guys' artwork too per episode I think oh, it's really you. cool who comes up with the ideas that's all on me sometimes I pull a lot of that stuff out of mass and sometimes I actually like <laughs> pre-plan a lot of it I can't wait to see the one for Blood Rage. No, it's going to be an interesting I'm one. excited for that one. Just like cans and cans of cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. We had Friendsgiving yesterday. We don't have that many friends, but the ones that we do have, they like to party. Pretty so, hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also noticed that Clubhouse is available for Android users. I might be late to the party. I sound like an old man, but Clubhouse for the longest time was only available for Apple users. What is Clubhouse? I'll be the really old one here. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that other pods were doing watch-alongs where you could just join in and then just talk so people would say oh hey at six o'clock on monday we're gonna watch this movie so then everyone would join in watch it through their own tv but discuss uh, yeah that sounds okay. cool i want to see if we could join some i joined one on accident the other day when nightmare fierce was on girl that scary's pod clubhouse and they were watching bones is that the snoop dog one yeah okay <laughs> i was thinking bones with david oh, the yeah. yeah i thought yeah. the show too maybe was looking it up i couldn't find it but stay tuned for that i'll probably put some out there for us and then join a bunch of others maybe us and least here will we'll do some jump on one yeah, yeah that sounds, that sounds awesome. fun yeah. Yeah. yeah just pick a horrible movie oh that's our specialty oh yeah so. we watched oh we'll talk about that during creepy content Never oh okay. <laughs> it's a good segue into what's <laughs> yeah. your guys creepy content well we watched thanks killing last night and talking about bad horror movies oh my god I have you guys ever watched so that much. No, no it was one of the options for this month but we didn't end up doing getting it. to it yeah. yeah dude you guys gotta watch it i don't know if you guys like intentionally bad horror movies or not but it tries to be bad and it tries to be funny and doing so and it actually succeeds which i feel like it's kind of rare it's amazing <laughs> is that the one where the turkey's getting choked yeah the turkey okay. does a lot of stuff but yeah the turkey <laughs> does a lot of things i mean there's bad mustaches there's bad disguises there's a couple instances of bestiality oh great yeah there's a montage there's a homoerotic montage this sounds wild yeah it's a good time it's not a super long movie either i'm always like wow it's over already yeah yeah sometimes those super bad intentional movies are a hit or miss yeah we watched evil bong that is bad but not in the good bad <laughs> category are they trying to be like good bad or i don't know because there's like 10 sequels so i imagine they knew what they were doing <laughs> oh at some point you know yeah. jesus i didn't realize there was that many <laughs> it's by full moon productions yes uh, which uh... we were brought to light on 
on. I didn't even realize that they were an entire Marvel extended universe, yeah. but for horror. <laughs> they have like a extended universe type thing where like it's crossovers and stuff like that. Yeah, Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong is one of those. Oh, dude, that's the one that's voiced by Gary Busey, I think. The Ginger Dead Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. What do you got, Vivi? The only thing I've really been watching, it just started it, so I think I'm kind of late to the party, is What We Do in the Shadows. I made you watch it with me, and I love it. <laughs> it's not super creepy, but it's about vampires. Is that the comedy one? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that movie's yeah, we, awesome. Yeah, we've seen the movie. We haven't seen the show. Yeah. Oh, man, there's a specific episode where it kind of brings that all back together because those characters from the movie aren't the main, main characters, cast. but they do make appearances. Make a cameo, yeah. yeah. I think my favorite thing about that show is how they made that one guy a social vampire, so he just like sucks all the social energy <laughs> oh, out of yeah. <laughs> That's so great. I love that. There's the emotional vampire, too. Oh, yeah, I saw one. that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. We do need to watch that. Yeah, we do. But that's pretty much all I had. What about you? We had to watch a couple of movies, and we watched Home Sweet Home and Home Movie. Home Sweet Home is that one where there's a escaped lunatic from a asylum. He goes around just killing people. I think that movie has weird pacing because it's like either the guy is insane or not. In the beginning, he runs a old lady over, but then sneaks around this house for like the last 40 <clears throat> minutes of the movie. You know, pick a lane on how crazy you are. <laughs> <laughs> he went too hard too fast, and he was like, I need to tone it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm at a 10. I need to bring it down to a 2. <laughs> and then Home Movie was about kids going crazy at home. The parents are a psychologist and a priest and don't realize that their kids are insane. Made me not want kids, so there's that. <laughs> One of those movies. That's all I have for creepy content. Is there anything that you guys feel good about enough to bring up for comfort content? I'm <laughs> on the last season of my Buffy rewatch right now. I always love Buffy, but I'm watching Angel for the first time and I'm on season four and I do not feel comforted by season four of Angel. <laughs> Is that the one where they say he's like a super crazy stalker? In his own show? Yeah. No, I think they say that when he was on the Buffy actual series. I mean, he was a stalker. <laughs> I mean, he was. <laughs> I always avoided Angel because I was just like, no, it's not Buffy. It's not Buffy's storyline. I know they yeah. like occasionally make cameos on the show, but... Well, I always avoided it because I just don't care much for the character of Angel. And I'm trying to avoid spoilers because Travis is watching through it for the first time. He's only up to season two. I hate Angel on Buffy, but I like him on his own show. My friend convinced me to watch it through this time because she just needs somebody to talk to Angel about, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be tweeting about it too? Because I think you do that for Buffy, right? Yeah, I forget to do it sometimes because I watch it in the morning while I'm getting ready for work. And then like I usually send out a tweet real quick when I get to work before I head inside but I've been cutting it really close to clock in time lately <laughs> I'll have to like do three or four at a time because I'm like oh man I haven't caught up in a long time. I'm looking forward to the angel ones even though I don't like angel <laughs> <laughs> What about you? I don't know if this is comfort because it's kind of gross but we've been watching Big Mouth the latest season mm, Did yeah. you guys watch that? No, no we haven't I feel like that would be like a good one for us to watch though. Probably would be. It's insane. You don't know whether to feel uncomfortable or find it funny because the show's about like kids and growing up and like there's themes about puberty and they show kids naked but it's like is it weird because they're animated it is weird it i is think weird. they even make fun of it in their own show <laughs> they're kind of meta <laughs> so are you ready to have some good old-fashioned gratitude good old-fashioned gratitude yeah we're getting into liquid comfort now <laughs> <laughs> so for this one i actually wanted to make like a very jammy thick 
drink, but I feel like we've done quite a few of those in the past. So I kind of steered away from that. I noticed that the father character drinks an old fashioned for dinner, like every scene. And just to add kind of like the berries, because they are very important and come into play later, I decided to go with a cranberry old fashioned. It has cranberry juice, orange bitters to make it like a fall festive type drink, bourbon or whiskey of your choice, and lemon. If you like sweeter drinks, you can add simple syrup. I think the cranberry juice is sweet enough. So if you guys want to give it a try. It looks cool. It's very red. And this tastes way better than what we tried last night. We had the we list had... of ingredients and we're like, we're just going to throw stuff together. <laughs> and it was not good. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I did ask Vivi last night, like, did you send them the instructions? She's like, ooh, got to do that. <laughs> I did it very last minute. <laughs> Funny story about this. I'm an idiot. And when you guys are like, what ingredient should we stay away from? No, you're vegan. And I was like, oh, yeah, basically, as long as there's like no jello or something, like it's going to mostly be us looking at brands and I didn't think anything else of it except for the fact that Travis and I both have food allergies that are super common in the fall and so you sent the list and I was like oh my god I hope it didn't have (laughs) pumpkin or cinnamon in it because (laughs) we're gonna have to like rethink everything so yeah I was worried about that that's why I sent it out I was asking Vivi like do you think this is mean to ask what are you allergic to I was like no it's probably better to be more conscious than just be like do it or else <laughs> yeah, no, I just completely forgot that allergies are a big thing for us. Like I said, when it comes to drinks in the fall, because I get pumpkin beers for myself and Travis can't have them. I will eat cinnamon. I'm like those people that are lactose intolerant that still eat dairy. <laughs> so I'll just get to the point where like my mouth starts itching and then people like take gingerbread cookies away from me. So that way oh, I yeah. stop. That's hardcore. For real, you're a danger to yourself. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking about it with my mom because she visited last weekend and I was like, I just don't ever put that I'm allergic to it because my worst fear is I'll be admitted to the hospital and they like will have a really good food in the menu and I can't get it because it's got cinnamon (laughs) which I guess is a pretty lame fear but priorities. Cinnamon I feel like is probably one of the least difficult though right because when I hear people are allergic to peanuts and peanut butter I'm like oh my god what? Yeah well some people are like you can't even say the word peanut around them or their throat (laughs) will close up so. They would hate living here. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah like a jet factory down Downtown here, oh, and like, geez. yeah, if you drive downtown, like, you're inhaling peanuts basically all Oh my day. god, it yeah. smells Crap. amazing though. For cinnamon, then you can't have a lot of the cool drinks from Starbucks. Like I said, I do it anyway. <laughs> I just like plan my day around feeling like garbage afterwards. <laughs> It'll break out my mouth and like really destroy my stomach. So it's nothing life threatening at this point. My totally theory that. is if it gets worse over time, at least I've enjoyed it while I can. That's true. It's not like a dog eating chocolate i just like that it sounds like she's building a resistance to it <laughs> at what point does she stop it's just like so she's no her longer allergic. Like outside of her body <laughs> yeah like sheer force of will in the hospital bed just inhaling cinnamon <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be like that cinnamon challenge that went around years ago yeah. <laughs> but what would you guys rate this drink that you're not allergic to thank god yeah <laughs> i'd give this like a four and a half yeah I, I was gonna say a four i like this a lot yeah i do too yeah we don't really do a lot of fancy drinks very often we just kind of take like bourbon or rum and just kind of mix it with coke yeah (laughs) fancy (laughs) i like this way more than i thought i would the flavors actually go pretty well together cranberry and orange so i'm also gonna give it a four i'm gonna give it a three and a half because it's on the sweeter side 
that's just me. Uh, you suck. <laughs> but no, three and a half is still good for a sweet drink. It's an old fashioned. You love old fashioned. Yeah, it's just the cranberry for me. I actually don't even like cranberries like that. Are yeah. you allergic? No, I just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so do the people in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, then try the old fashioned gratitude. Let us know what you think, and you better thank us for it. Yeah. For fun facts, it was actually pretty difficult to find stuff. I kept just finding like actual Thanksgiving history. It's to the point where I realized that the movie says based on a true story, and I started to think like maybe that's a metaphor for it being based on the first Thanksgiving and that's what they mean it's not actually based on a true story but it is so the based on a true story is in reference to an experience writer Noah Feinberg who worked on this film had growing up so his mother was the PTA president at school and put together a Thanksgiving festival they had pilgrim reenactors that were hired to put on a play at the school and his mother asked the main actor to stay at their place which rude why not the rest of them just the main actor (laughs) that's suspicious so the main actor stayed at their place for a few days but Noah recalls the actor never breaking character and thinking it would only last like the first day until he woke up the next morning and the days afterward and the guy was still in character talking about his stories on the Mayflower and a bunch of other things like if he was actually a pilgrim he would wear the clothes every day but Jesus Christ that's legitimately terrifying so the final image in the credits if you guys paid attention there's a kid with a pilgrim and that's an actual image of Noah as a kid with that guy who stayed over oh shit (laughs) yeah I know and he doesn't explain how this ended like he's like yeah obviously didn't like end with them killing my family he married my mom and now he's my stepdad that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking the mom is like really into it she's like same character right not trying to kink shame anyone but ew like (laughs) but seriously role playing as a puritan that's not that's not any fun what if they're like super religious or something that's like super hot for somebody that's super religious (laughs) so the only thing i have after that was that the scene where rain edwards who plays cody is dunked into the water was shot in one take They, they built that wooden mechanism i think the director was in an interview talking about how they had just so many people working to make sure that it was safe because she's basically getting waterboarded and if this is like her first acting role like big acting role and she has to do that it's insane at every new tryout she's gonna be like well i got waterboarded for an entire night so whatever you throw at me i'm good (laughs) yeah that's all i got i still want to know what happened to noah feinberg after that pilgrim stayed over did he just leave i mean i hope so (laughs) (laughs) that is fun though that's incredibly traumatizing clearly he wrote a movie about it so he's not doing well yeah additional fun fact apparently he wasn't even pitching this as a movie he was just telling the story to somebody over at blumhouse and people overheard it and said yo when are you submitting that horror story and he was like oh shit okay i guess i'll i guess i'll do that now i guess my life's a horror movie yeah okay. right yeah. <laughs> when you have that realization i like to imagine jason blum just being like hey would you like to channel your childhood trauma into <laughs> something that makes me money <laughs> right i don't care what happened even if he did kill your family now that we're done with fun facts, are you ready for the speed run, Jess? Oh, God. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I am a wordy, wordy motherfucker. There's not a lot so, of plot to this. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> ready? One, two, three, go. So there's this girl, Cody, and her mom and dad are fighting on Thanksgiving, and her da- her mom just leaves them both. And then years later, she her dad's remarried, and she's got a half-brother, and she hates her stepmom, and her stepmom knows that she hates her, so she hires some pilgrim LARPers to come live with them for a week and teach them how to be grateful. And she also hires her boyfriend's mom, a pilgrim LARPer, because um, she's like dealing with addiction issues and is not very well taking care of herself, except the 
the pilgrim larper that goes with her kills her because she's not grateful enough and then she also kills the boyfriend because uh who cares about him um and then all, there's more and more pilgrims just consistently they like multiply like crazy and they're building sheds and gonna fix a garage and the dad's okay with all of it until they start killing because they're not grateful enough and he says you have to take everything away so that way you can be grateful for what you had except for tate because he's a pure little baby boy um and then the dad dies and they have to eat him but it's a trick because the berries are jerusalem cherries and they're poisonous so all ah, the it's start, over. damn it <laughs> you were doing so good i thought you, you were, were gonna make it <laughs> like travis is making me nervous he's like sitting here like giving me the keep going sign and I'm like, wow. i don't know if you guys are okay with this but every time we lose we take a shot but it's oh, okay yeah. if you don't want to no i mean i found vegan jello finally and so we made jello I, this is my first ever jello shot in my life so we brought a couple in here with us because we were worried that i might not make it, <laughs> make it <in> <laughs> That's awesome. I'll join you. Mm -hmm. I didn't bring one. I'll go Run. get one real quick. That is really good for vegan jello. Yeah, it's got beets in it, and beets are gross. Oh, you can't dude, even really? tell. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of beet jello. I know. I didn't even know this is beet jello. I don't know if I would have agreed it's, to this. It's such a common thing with vegan stuff. Are you going to take your shot? Yeah, I got they already take it. Yeah. yeah. We did oh, you not. did already? Oh, yeah. well, that's okay. <laughs> they were just too excited for their jello yeah. shots. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. My was tequila. Oh. Oof. Yeah. All good here. Clear the sinuses. You got the brief, what the internet says this movie's about? Yep, it is pretty short. It is from IMDb. A woman invites pilgrim reenactors to her family's Thanksgiving celebration in an effort to remind them of their privilege and help them bond with one another. That's it. It's pretty short. And I feel like they miss a big part. If you just listen to that, it sounds like almost it could be like a Hallmark or Lifetime yeah, right. holiday movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they don't bring up the, uh, murderous, the murderous dinner. part. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are ready, I'm ready to dive into this because this movie is great. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we open on a scene of Cody watching her parents have an argument over thanksgiving she's very young at this point and her mother actually storms out and this is the last time we assume because she's not mentioned again that she ever sees her we flash forward to many years later and her dad has remarried and she now has a little brother but she does not get along with her stepmother which i found super odd because it seems like so many years have passed and you now have a little brother and you still make her out to be like an evil stepmom right her life had to have been good so maybe it's just she's an angsty teen what i wanted to know more about was the mom that she die they talk about her like she's completely disappeared off the planet why didn't she take cody with her yeah it's like so many questions <laughs> yeah. yeah i think she's probably got like a ton of abandonment issues from that because it's one thing for your parents to like not be a good couple but it's another for one parent to just peace out forever my headcanon is that she left and she got into an accident as she left the house which is very tragic but at least doesn't <laughs> leave her with unresolved abandonment issues you know if we're speaking about headcanon my headcanon is that she sent the the pilgrims <laughs> Damn, she really hated her kid. Well, I thought it was going to full circle. Cody keeps flashbacking to this event, and it never really has like a payoff. It's like she keeps flashing back, but what does that mean? It's supposed to like drive in that she has unresolved issues about this holiday in general, but I think you could still be suspicious of these creeps coming into your house without the trauma. <laughs> Yeah, I like Thanksgiving. That's probably the least traumatic holiday in, you know, my history, which was uh, Travis just gave me a look. Um, <laughs> and like, I would be creeped out by this. So you're trying to give a fucked up background for this character, too. You're just trying to make it shitty now. Honestly, I feel like I mercy killed her mom in my head. In car accident? Of, yeah. Like, that seems better than like her mom just being like, well, I don't love your dad anymore. And therefore, I no longer love you. That'll mess with the kid. I also no longer like being alive, so I left. <laughs> <laughs> 
just don't like any of it. Because the type of car crash could also just make it more tragic. It could be a car crash like in The Descent. The Descent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah, dude, that one fucks you yeah. up. It's like so sudden too. I think my favorite car accident kill though is still Halloween 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that ben poor Tramer? kid. Yeah, yes. with that poor kid. With his gasoline <laughs> for blood. Spontaneously combust. Gasoline <laughs> 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 That dude was wasted, man. <laughs> but on that note, Cody's mom didn't blow up, I think. Uh, Anna, <laughs> Anna is talking about the Harvest Fest at dinner. She's trying to make things nice for the family and says, maybe this is what we need so that we can start to talk to each other. The dad is really involved in his phone. He's watching foreign markets. The son has been talking about working on those hand turkeys you do as a kid in class. Tate and Cody have this sort of like language where they play hide and seek. Cody does one knock and I think Tate does two. They're so cute. I love their, their relationship. You can tell she's very protective of him. Okay, how old did you all interpret this kid to be? Oh, yeah. I thought question. he was at least like 12, but they say he's <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we have started referring to this as the new nightmare phenomenon because the kid in that movie, the actor was eight, but the kid was acting like he was like four. He's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't know if you all have watched the show, but he is Boyle's adopted son, Nicolaj. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I immediately, as soon as his little face popped up, I was like, is that Nicolaj? <laughs> But like, he seems like he's supposed to be 11 or 12, but then he's like struggling to read words. Either he's way, way, way too pure, in which case it makes sense that the pilgrims spare him. Anna says she's going to have this harvest fest and there are going to be reenactors who are going to stay over. She doesn't say at this point that they're going to stay over for days, but she does say they're going to visit. And Cody is real like against Anna. She's like, oh, so we're going to celebrate genocide of the American tribes. Like she's got she's... a point. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Cody this has will... a point the whole movie. Anna, although is taking all this shit from Cody, she does fight back and says to the dad, well, she's skipping school and the dad's like, I'm not wasting 65k a year for you to be skipping. Is Cody in college or high school? I think she's in high school. What the fuck kind of high school costs 65,000? <laughs> she keeps like referring like she's only got one more year before she can leave. So I think she's 17 and about to go to like college. I interpret it as her like a freshman living at home still. Oh, could be. I don't know. 65k a year? No. Another <laughs> reason not to have kids. <laughs> Listen, they're not going to private school. <laughs> they go to grab the wishbone. Tate and Cody go for both halves, and they explain that whoever gets the large piece gets their wish granted. In her head, Cody says, I hope this whole thing backfires and she gets the bigger piece. This becomes a whole thing. Be careful what you wish for. Before it starts the movie, it says, families are still important in America. Is your family thankful? There's like a lot of imagery about Thanksgiving and how it's played a role in the American home for decades. The intro was like one of my favorite parts. I like that stock footage that they were using. It was just, I don't know, something about it. It was kind of unsettling. It was very eerie. The voiceovers of like probably from like the 1950s talking about Thanksgiving, like old family values. Yeah. It gives me that vibe of Fallout. The world is going to be saved and it's perfect. Really, everything is destroyed and the atom bomb went off and killed everybody. Giant scorpions everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just immediately don't trust anybody who refers to traditional values. I'm like, oh, you have multiple prejudices, for sure. <laughs> Can I just talk about the music that plays during the opening credits I love this music so much it's very zippy and interesting it kind of makes me think of the like did you guys watch the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix yes yes it makes me think of the music in part three when they're like back in the olden times oh yeah Fuck that. <laughs> Stop being such a spoil sport. I don't like that part. No, that I sucked. love that part. You just hate witches and pilgrims. I do. <laughs> no, I don't mind pilgrims. 
Oh, so you're, you're picking the white colonizers. <laughs> Travis, you like pilgrims? I don't know if this is the forum for that. <laughs> that's that's why kidding. he likes this movie so much. He's, he's rooting for this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack for this is crazy, especially in that culminating scene at dinner. Oh, yeah. Where it's the, like, like super like gospel. gospel music. Oh, my God, yeah. It's like, be grateful. It's like, oh, it's saying the entire time. It's blaring the whole time. They also use specific sound effects whenever something happens like this next scene where Anna's hosting an HOA meeting and she's talking to the mothers and they're two-faced oh like a rattlesnake God. sound oh yeah comes up and like every time someone dramatically turns or appears it's very emphasized in this yeah. one I felt bad for Anna but also I definitely like not that I would ever be in a situation where I have to go to an HOA meeting but like <laughs> I definitely could see myself being in the kitchen being catty like that Shit yeah <laughs> for sure while their daughter is in the room and you know they are and you still don't stop <laughs> to be fair cody is accidentally eavesdropping because she broke that pot so i would have like stood up if i were her just to like make it more awkward because i feel like i would have just joined in on the shit talking though even that's a little unexplored cody seems to feel bad that they're talking shit about anna but also she just still hates anna so they definitely have a complicated relationship and i feel like it's kind of the main one we explore in the movie i like that though because i feel like a lot of movies are just like we're butting heads and we hate each other and then we're gonna have this sudden change of heart at the end but like i like that it's nuanced and complicated right from the beginning the saving grace is when they murdered together yeah <laughs> did we just I, murder as a family i love that one yeah. <laughs> it's like my favorite line yeah. the family that slays together stays together <laughs> it ain't thanksgiving if you didn't kill together said the pilgrims <laughs> said the pilgrims <laughs> But while they're having this HOA meeting, the reenactors show up much earlier than expected. Anna was kind of only anticipating them to be there for Thanksgiving, but they show up, I'm guessing, like a week in advance. Timeline is a little fuzzy here. Did you guys like how it goes in the slow-mo and the music ramps up right as their buckles take the first step into the door? It's like super dramatic. I love their entrance. I love the actors who play Patience and Ethan. They're so good at these characters. The person that played Patience, she looks so familiar, but I can't figure out who she is. She is a stone cold bitch in the best kind of way like what you want from a villain yeah. I love her I love her too she's we made amazing. a drinking game out of this and like <laughs> one one of the rules was like anytime Patience or Ethan is passive aggressive and I swear every time Patience opened her mouth we were drinking <laughs> we're like damn it <laughs> Elise Levesque ready or not Oh, she's in that? Yes. And she was she in She is the wife, right? Of the uh, ones like super interested in keeping the money yeah. of the family. That's right. Yes. Oh, okay, man, I was I like, she looks movie. so familiar. That's <laughs> that another good great. one. Yeah. <laughs> Unexpected too, because I saw the trailers for it and I'm like, eh, this looks like it's going to be bad, but I'm still going to watch it. No, it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> we also get introduced to Cody's boyfriend, Finn, and his mother, Catherine, who Anna has like a weird passive aggressive relationship with as well. She's kind of making her out to be a charity case and saying, actually, one of these reenactors is for you like i would hate this like bro i don't want to get involved with whatever the hell this is and they're staying over i didn't ask for this i didn't ask for Take yeah if i was else. Catherine, i'd be like why did you do this <laughs> Catherine would have had a very valid point because Catherine does not last very long after patience arrives at her house ironically she did not wait that long to kill her <laughs> oh <laughs> ethan is super 
creepy. But he is so good. He kisses her hand for like a really long time. And Cody's not having it when he tries to do it to her. Do people do that anymore? Kiss hands? No, COVID happened. Oh, yes. My dog does. <laughs> yes. oh. <laughs> it felt like she was trying to pull my wedding ring off this morning. And I'm like, are you trying to break us up? <laughs> she just like stared at Travis. <laughs> well, Cody's being introduced with them. She's the only one that's speaking some common sense. She's like, they could stay at a hotel. Why do they have to stay here? And they're like, you're being rude. And in this sense, it reminded me of the invitation. You're willing to be polite up until the point where it's way too late. Yeah. yeah. I like how um, Cody calls him out later too whenever he's talking about the Mayflower and fishing for trout. She's like, that's freshwater fish. Yeah. That's hilarious. I love Cody's clapbacks. The best one, I think, and you know, it's sad, but when she's just like, I'm going to go to my friend blah, blah, blah's house. Oh, she's they're hosting, hosting a Nazi. A Nazi. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, is she wrong? <laughs> Just because we have a Charlie Brown special about pilgrims doesn't mean that they aren't racist. <laughs> <laughs> So Anna keeps trying to like tell everybody that they need this. We're going to do this team building that doesn't seem at all related to what our core issues are as a team. And we're going <laughs> to pretend that it's solving all of our problems. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how she imagined this was going to fix. What they need is family therapy. That's what Absolutely. they need. <laughs> Not murderous pilgrims. I just kind of want to point out the red flags that kind of go on throughout the night. The first one being that Ethan is in Tate's room at yes. night. Oh. On his, like, I I would have murdered him. out on his bed. Yeah, the way that he's laying on the bed is so creepy. He's just kind yeah. of... Uh, it it bothers me, and it bothers me that this was, like, not more heavily addressed. Like, you can tell Cody is super uncomfortable. I wanted her to go up to Anna and just be like, hey, Ethan was in your son's bed. Are you still okay with Are him? Are you still comfortable? Yeah, because yeah. this is not okay. Instead of Cody going off on him, he comes out and tells her, like, you need to be more grateful because I'm here to help you. I was waiting for her to start yelling the shit out of him. He's very good at manipulating. So he turns around and makes her feel uncomfortable about how her mom left on Thanksgiving. So many signs that they're just choosing to ignore. You can say that the dad is probably ignoring it because he seems to he be just so involved everything. in the yeah. tablet. But Anna being like, yeah, this is about family and bringing us all together. Look, look, you have a child molester potentially sitting in your son's bed and he's what, 40, 50 years old? Several centuries old. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the kid for a second. He's like, what, 40 to 50? <laughs> Playing eight years old. <laughs> Ethan immediately starts building building stuff outside in their backyard. I'm not going to lie. If somebody was like, I'm going to build you a shed, I'd be like, okay, but you have to leave after. <laughs> <laughs> like true. being a homeowner, I kind of get Shane's position where he's like, yeah, this is weird, but they're going to fix the garage. Like, <laughs> I get it. Did you guys get the vibe that Maybe these people were out of time. Like if they time traveled. I was like, where are they getting this wood from? Maybe they're not even reenactors. There's like people who just appeared here they're very because culty. of the wish. Later, Ethan is talking about picking Jerusalem berries. And they're like, where the hell did you get Jerusalem berries? I was like, where did they get the Jerusalem berries? It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> also, Ethan set himself up for his own demise. Because when they're like, don't eat the green ones because they're poisonous or whatever. I was like, well, why would you pick them? Why would you put them next to the prepared <laughs> <Yeah>. food? <laughs> like get rid of them immediately. Like don't. <laughs> But yeah, I just felt like the pilgrims maybe weren't even like real. They were just something that appeared because of because the wish of that her Cody wish. made. They all actually accidentally ate the Jerusalem cherries and this is a giant family hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> Tate is outside protecting a crow that was injured, minding his own damn business. Ethan shows up creepily with a bag of candy. Like Dude, a straight up yeah. profile. <laughs> yeah. And says, oh, wow, you're pure because you're trying to protect the crow. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to get the ants to 
stay away from it. This kid is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan says, let me bore you with this story about two birds. The crow loses its meat because it was greedy and wanted the food that the other bird had and comes back, finds no meat. Tate's like, oh yeah, I get it. Can I get another candy though? And Ethan's <laughs> like, what would you say if I said no? And he's like, well, at least I have one piece. He looks up and he's like, see, I didn't have to punish this one. Tate's looking up with him like, all right, cool dude, that's right. He tells Tate to run along and then still kills the crow and orgasms. <laughs> he makes the weirdest face. So was the crow not grateful for something? Like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm going to put it to you like this. It's the tale of the scout and the Zoe, where they both have food in their bowls, but they want what the other one has. <laughs> scout and Zoe are cats, by the way. Yeah, now that you guys have one cat, if you ever get a second cat, just know that that's your life, is them constantly thinking the other is getting better food, and they're <laughs> suspicious of each other at all times. Another red flag is that Ethan wants them to get rid of all their cell phones and technology. No, dude, you're a stranger in my house. I'm going to keep my phone on me. Ethan keeps saying, we are grateful. We came here with our families searching for a new life and are grateful for all the things we had. And Ethan's entire vibe is, if you don't appreciate it, you probably need to die. You don't know what it's like to have everything you love taken from you. Just be grateful for the things that you do have. And yeah, he's very heavy handed with it. Constantly mentions it. And it's weirdly alluded that he used to have a family but doesn't anymore and i think he probably killed his family for not being grateful yeah he said he had like an abusive dad so maybe he had to like retaliate or something i like to think that his whole backstory is he had a traumatic event during thanksgiving and that's why he latched onto the whole pilgrim thing as a way to like i don't know cope with it and I... try and force his beliefs upon other people am i the only one that sees him as 100 percent a supernatural figure because i firmly believe he's an actual psychopathic pilgrim that just like time traveled to so, so you're buying into that theory <laughs> yes. not to okay. yes yeah like... they're brought on by the wish oh. mm. she can't even find them on line whenever she was looking for it with finn yeah. cody was yeah See, like, they don't even exist i, I feel like those movie would pair really well as like a holiday double feature with Krampus because where the the little kid yeah where the little kid wishes that like he just wants Christmas to be the way it used to be like so like murderous yeah <laughs> is that not what your Christmas was like growing oh up? yeah I mean I just <laughs> oh god <laughs> So Finn keeps sneaking in, and this is another talking point that Ethan has against Cody. He kind of blackmails her from saying anything by being like, oh, I've heard strange noises in your room late at night. And, and he's I, the only one who's heard them. Yeah, I would be like, why are you near my room? <laughs> I think the part that's more ironic about that, though, is their room is open. I know, yeah. I was wondering why. I really like her little kit in her drawer, too, that's in the hollowed out cross. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And when, like, even later, it's like, oh, well, I figured you were religious. I saw the crucifix in your drawer. Eyebrow waggle. <laughs> I would be pissed. He says that out. <laughs> Eyebrow waggle. <laughs> but while Cody's kind of dealing with all the suspicious activity, Finn is also getting weirded out a little bit by patients. More his mom than him. He kind of just comes in at the worst possible moment. Catherine starts talking to patients about how she used to be a party girl, and Finn doesn't really help her with anything patience is like he should be helping though she says something that makes patience triggered patience this whole time is helping her make like a tea that's supposed to help her get de-stressed but she says why would you hate this if you have all of this Catherine's like yeah but you know i could have like, a better more. house yeah this pisses me off because it's the same kind of general argument that people make like how can you be depressed when you have so much stuff in your life and it's like i don't know maybe my brain just doesn't make the right fucking chemicals like what is it to you brenda <laughs> 
That's funny because one of our good friends who's been on the show is um, Brenda. Yeah. Oh. He's going to feel attacked. <laughs> We're leaving that in. That's hilarious. Yeah, we are leaving that in. I know a really nice Brenda, and I was not thinking of her when I said it. I was just like, <laughs> generic white lady name, Brenda, Jan, Karen, Margaret. Margaret. Yeah. I do always wonder what these people do, though. So, like, with Shane having that foreign market thing, it makes me think he's like a stockbroker or something, has yeah, money. But definitely. with Catherine being as sad as she is, she still has this big house. You think maybe she's still got in the this house HOA from... meeting with very rich people yeah. during like the transition shot to her house over there with patients. They had like all kinds of shots of her having unpaid bills and yeah, like, all kinds of stuff. She's also kind of like a hoarder or something. She's definitely depressed. Yeah, there was some sort of traumatic incident. I don't know what happened with Finn's father. Maybe he was in the same car accident that Cody. <laughs> <Yeah, they was. laughs> oh, they were cheating on each other. They and left together. Anna, they blew up together. And that's why Anna feels guilty and makes Catherine have a pilgrim too. It's all coming together. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if like she got some sort of life insurance payout or whatever. I don't know. My head canon is that everybody in this movie is dead. She can't pay, pay her bills. I don't think she got any kind of payout. Well, if Finn's dad was in the same accident, that's, you know, so many years of bills paid and now it's like all dwindling. I guess. They did say that she like struggled with addiction. They implied that it was like alcohol and smoking. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. I remember the smoking being brought up. Finn's character should have lasted longer. Yeah. I feel like he didn't get a proper death. I liked him and Cody together. They were like a cute, believable young couple that were actually nice to each other because I feel like we don't see that. It's always like bad relationships. We find out that Patience has actually drugged the tea. She is very terrifying in this scene. So her doing this blood butter churning thing. That's a good horror movie named Blood Butter. Blood butter. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it made me think of The Witch where she's making the baby butter. Yeah. Oh, yes. What if Patience just trying to live deliciously until Catherine's <laughs> body appeared later I was like oh that's less menacing I thought I, she was churning Catherine's body I thought she took like organs from her or something she definitely put like part of her in there that's gotta be something because yeah, her blood. face is all bloody yeah or she's just doing a post kill de-stress she is <laughs> yeah. strong the way she's slamming it she's like in a trance she doesn't get her dress bloody at all I'm yes, really impressed at how, oh, clean she, yeah, yeah. At how clean it stays when she first walked in at the very beginning of the movie and Anna made the comment oh well you're already in costume she's like well I'm not gonna wear my wash rock <laughs> how embarrassing <laughs> she is literally wearing the fanciest of the pilgrim lady clothes at the end when you see the other pilgrim ladies like she's the only one that has lace I think maybe she's not very pure she is living deliciously you're right <laughs> <laughs> I think she's she talked to Black yeah. Phillip <laughs> I want to know more about what happened to patients and how he converted her if they really are reenactors he seems to have taught them all a lesson so did patients join him because she's like well you killed my whole family but I also wasn't grateful so I'm gonna just join you probably better than getting killed by you and now they're like romantically involved it's like Stockholm syndrome or something yeah it's definitely like the cult leader manipulation type thing as Finn has found the body of his mother he tries to run out the front door and we only see what looks like another pilgrim coming up from behind him and catching him that is the last we see of Finn Cody's again being really weirded out by everything that's going on Anna shows up with patience and basically tells her hey I'm sorry but Finn and his mom have like left on a bender we don't know what's going on Cody does not believe this because she's like Finn would have told me what's going on this is one of the rare moments where we see Cody reach out to Anna like hey I'm uncomfortable with what's going on here Anna kind of wants to help her but the fear of not being polite or whatever she tells Cody just relax it's not that serious but it still bothers her and this ultimately is what gets Anna in trouble with patience yeah she figures it out too late it isn't an 
until Tate is missing and she's like, mm, not cool with this, that she really realizes something's amiss. And then the rest of the pilgrims are like, mm, jigs up, time to be creepy as hell. <laughs> time to get a little hatchety with it. <laughs> there was one point during all this, we watch with the subtitles on. I love bizarre subtitles and normally Shudder delivers for that for me, but Hulu gave me one this time and it was shucks corn loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're preparing. Yeah, when the lady pilgrims are all in there getting the feast ready, it's right before Anna has realized that Tate is missing. Patience is like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. To Anna? Use yeah. her as a warning. Can we talk about the hairstyling for a second? I do not know how pilgrims historically manage their hair, but Patience has a very straight part going diagonally, which feels very modern to me. It's very millennial of her. <laughs> yes. Also, Ethan's beard is very neatly trimmed whereas the rest of these guys are straight up ZZ Top like <laughs> I am so confused and then like some of the dudes have shaved heads shaved heads like bald makes sense because they could have had like you know straight razor like that makes enough sense but like who is giving Ethan his nice like wavy layers you maybe know maybe they like took in like a barber you know they like took in <laughs> like, a barber yeah, the barber <laughs> yeah. that's true because in The Witch they make a big deal of the mom's name was Kate in that movie right? Catherine yeah, yeah. she oh. takes off her yes. bonnet it isn't until she takes it off you realize that she's unhinged it's very like handmaid's tail because they have that too like the handmaids aren't allowed to like cut their hair or primp or anything like they have to wear the bonnets and stuff and then the scenes where you see june take off her bonnet like she's got really long hair and that's one of the first things she does when she escapes yeah i think it's all to do with like modesty and how hair is viewed as sexual when it's it's hair <laughs> nothing sexier than hair like ankles to us now <laughs> i mean show me a good ankle <laughs> did patience have her sleeves rolled up when she was pressing the cranberries she over? did yeah yeah mm, too much skin mm, mm. sinning, sinning. <laughs> <laughs> not the murder part the showing her yeah. as anna's snapping out of it and walking through the house looking for tate she realizes that there's more and more pilgrims they're straight up messing up her home what this movie honestly made me think of especially at the end when the pilgrims just start like multiplying have you guys seen mother yes yes it makes me think of like that house party where she's just like so stressed out the whole time and there's all these people she doesn't it's not even a house party it's like a funeral right it's yeah, a wake it or, something. A funeral or something yeah and there's just people all over the place and they're just doing things they're redecorating her home they're breaking her furniture and she's just like who are you people why are you here and I got that same anxiety watching this there's a trail of candy outside which is ominous she goes to look for him in his room can't find him she goes to confront Shane like hey this is really weird she finally gets fed up and tells him to stop being on his tablet he gets so mad this is like the first emotion we see of him the whole freaking movie she's like something is up we need to go find our kids as soon as they leave that office they run into ethan patience and a few of the other pilgrims i just like the line that ethan said here he's like what are you afraid of it's just thanksgiving <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> said everyone getting ready to go to a large family thanksgiving gathering <laughs> getting ready for those political discussions that no one wants At the to hear table. Yeah. yeah oh my god i saw those great series of posts and it was like a Thanksgiving hosting tip and one of them's like I get people to help me prepare the meal by reminding them that I've seen every political article they've shared on social media over the past year and arsenic is fairly tasteless. <laughs> <laughs> 
While this is going on at home, Cody has actually snuck out to try and find Fen. She unfortunately walks in on a suspicious murder scene. She doesn't really see anything until she notices a bloody footprint. And while she's kind of inspecting it, this scene is actually kind of funny, (laughs) even though they meant it to be scary. Fen just flops out of the closet, (laughs) but they show it like three times. A triple take. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have a problem with this. This is a bad fake blood issue for me, but in a different way than normal, just because it doesn't make any sense because if his throat was slit there would already be so much blood elsewhere everywhere but all of a sudden like the blood doesn't pour until his body falls over and then it's like oh here's all of Finn's blood yeah it's not not very realistic no (laughs) No. it would be everywhere too like in the house it wouldn't just be one bloody footprint it was like patience and the other pilgrim just forced him into the closet and they're like okay sit still we're gonna cut your throat with a bucket underneath you so that way we don't make a mess it's not unlikely right because later Ethan when he's about to cut Anna uh, tells them to bring a bowl. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Maybe that's what they're collecting and putting into that thing that Patience was mushing. Mm, ah, that, makes that makes sense. Yeah. So it really so, is blood butter. I mean, that's basically what they feed them. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're like supernatural. They like eat people's blood. The, and that's why they're yeah, the cannibalism. This is just a vampire Thanksgiving is really what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pilgrims that were turned into vampires that they love Thanksgiving. They can't actually get anything from eating turkey or whatever. It doesn't sustain them. So they're like, okay, we're going to murder a bunch of people and put the blood <laughs> into the foods. That way we can enjoy Thanksgiving and not die. Or it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre where they put a mm. bowl under you and collect your brain blood because then you mm. live forever. Uh, like yes. the grandpa. Turning you oh, into yeah. grandpa. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Let's get, let's get that as a movie. We're going to describe this movie. <laughs> yes. Anna and Shane are in pillories. Ethan is repeating a lot of the things he's been saying this entire time. He's like, appreciation, gratitude, family. These are the ingredients chosen to make the perfect Thanksgiving. (laughs) After Ethan's great speech, we get the torturing of Anna and Shane. Anna is actually branded with a B. Mm. I don't know what the B is for. Bitch. Yeah. That's that's what I'm guessing. Because it's not like an A. Ethan, again, every time he does something to punish somebody, he like basically orgasms. Yeah, he's he's really into it. As Anna's getting branded, he's looking up, he's like, I please thee. And is like super into just all this. Torturing people. He is hardcore into BDSM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. If he wanted the role play, he could have done that somewhere else. Like, <laughs> Maybe I take back what I said earlier about a pilgrim kink not being effective. <laughs> like, it's really working for Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> and Patience is into it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Patience is her sub name. Ooh. <laughs> That's also the safe word. <laughs> no, it's grateful. Later when she takes the thing out of her head and she's like, I'm fine. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> they stare at each other real hard and real get each other intense. eye contact because they're like this is a reference this is to what we wanted actually yeah. like, shit i can actually do this to you now <laughs> finally but so cody finds her parents and she undoes the pillories as she does that the big guy the builder attacks them you're thinking this big guy oh man he's here he's gonna fuck them up just like in every other movie but the family goes super defense mode like survival no hesitation <laughs> and they beat the shit out of him they throw that stone on the guy's head and they're like oh shit wait is he still alive because he's like gurgling <laughs> and they all pick a weapon i love the spoon. that scene oh my god it reminds me of Shaun of the dead when they have like the uh, cricket yeah cricket, cricket. yeah the yeah. cricket bat the wooden spoon only just reminded me of when i was a kid we used to use a wooden spoon for pinatas all the time until <laughs> i broke it so you would have broken this guy like a pinata yeah so they all go in on him and that's when shane's like did we just commit murder as a family <laughs> so there's this really messed
messed up movie. I'm sure Travis is going to roll his eyes because I find a way to reference this movie way too often. But it's called Otis. And it's about this guy who like kidnaps girls and does unsavory things to them. But one of the families of one of the girls like decides they're going to get revenge on him. And they end up kidnapping the wrong person to get the revenge. But like the reason my family watched it is because we kept seeing commercials for it. And it was like the mom was like, what if we like cut off his fingers, put him in a blender, made a smoothie and made him drink it? And the son is like, mom. <laughs> so like, it's a whole family event exacting this revenge. And that's like kind of the spirit of the scene where they're like, did we just commit murder? <laughs> the family is like, we got to hide the body, which I think is like such a weird Hilarious. thing to think about. <laughs> it's like, no, you could just go in there. And take your home back. Yeah. They're like, we got to get the neighbors. And he's like, no, it's going to take too long. We got to go find Tate. Cody was going to go get help. And yep. Shane and Anna were going to go in and sneak through the second floor to get Tate. It's pretty yeah. funny because Cody's like, oh, it's really easy to sneak into the window of my room (laughs) they don't question it we're gonna talk about that later (laughs) i love how down shane and anna are though it's like a complete 360 from their personalities before where they're completely absent as parents shane's like you got this and she's like fuck yeah i got this like i don't need you to tell me that (laughs) it really brings them together and so it's it's a really cool scene (laughs) so ethan's whole thing actually works listen travis we all know that you're on the side of the pilgrim (laughs) cody runs into more anna and shane are running upstairs to the second floor Anna has been captured as Shane looks up <laughs> sees that she's been captured puts his hand on the windowsill Ethan stabs him in the hand Ugh. basically Lion King's him and is like long live the king and throws yeah. him down the- <laughs> from the second floor <laughs> Sorry, I was. Travis I was, is picturing Rafiki with yeah. Simba. <laughs> I'm just like holding my arms. I guess the Lion King's. I, I mean, like that version of it better. Like Ethan just like yeah. holding. Holds him up like a baby. <laughs> Patience comes out with a axe again with her sleeves rolled up and just hatches them. Because she's a little harlot showing her <laughs> elbows to everybody. <laughs> Before, like, Tate was told by Cody to go hide in his best hiding spot. And then I think it was like around this time or a little bit before, we find that his best hiding spot is like behind a chair in the corner. <laughs> Nobody's found him this entire time. He's just been missing for half this movie now. Yeah. This was you this morning. So we play hide and seek with Talia. Travis was hiding this morning. And I come out into the living room. Talia's looking for him. He's beside the couch with her dog bed pulled up in front of him. And I was like, it's not subtle at all. You were clearly influenced by the movie. It was obviously a good spot. <laughs> this kid is so, he's like a Labrador. You know what I mean? Like he's a tiny little puppy. He's so pure but so stupid and like this whole time he's just been hiding and he's like it's all good until cody finds him and she's like listen you need to hide better because you are gonna fucking die and he's like he's like i'm not okay with this it almost makes his reveal at the end that much more sad because he is so pure he sees his dad's head on the table yeah and all this murder yeah it's it's not good for tate tate's gonna grow up to be ethan when he grows up oh my god that's the sequel they need yeah sequel yeah pilgrim 2 cody and anna get in a car wreck (laughs) Cody's getting waterboarded this is Ethan's method to see if Cody can learn gratitude so this was like a really fucked up thing that actually happened during the Salem witch trials because they would do this to suspected witches and the whole thing was if they survived oh well you're a witch so we're gonna burn you at the stake and if they died they're like oh well I guess they weren't a witch so it's literally a lose-lose yeah Cody is like you're right I wasn't appreciative they're being forced to help with the fees they're supposed to shuck the corn and mash the berries. And the way Ethan says, get to 
shocking. Oh, yes. <laughs> With that the was head so whip. weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was expecting to see, like, spit fly from his mouth. I know. Yeah, a little bit of spit and butter in your corn. Tate appears in the background. Cody is the only one who sees him. But Ethan notices Cody's looking at something. And as he's about to go try to see what she's looking at, she says something that makes him turn around. She really kind of is realizing that she was being a little bit of a shit. And she's like, I might not really like my stepmom, but I do appreciate what family she's given me. So she's having this moment. He's like super into it. Yeah. He's like getting off on it. And it's like, no, I don't have anything to apologize for. I've really tried to make this family thing work. And I don't think that she 100% was making the family thing work. But in her mind, she was doing everything she could. Like I said, I feel like they should have tried family therapy before hiring pilgrim LARPers. <laughs> but you know, she was doing what she in her like upper middle class white lady way was the right thing to do by joining the local HOA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. She's like, I gave you an HOA. Like what more would a child want? <laughs> when Anna refuses to participate and is about to cut her throat and collect the blood in a bucket, this is when Cody takes the chance. I don't know what exactly it is she picked up. It looked like a knife sharpened thing. She picks it up and jams it into the side of Patience's head. Patience has decent reflexes because she's able to put her hand up before she gets hit. Are we supposed still. to assume that that's why she survived it? It didn't go all the way in. But it looked really deep. <laughs> yeah, it got in there. I mean, God, this is why I never went into neuropsychology. I can't remember what parts of the brain. Maybe it was a non-vital part of the brain that got hit. That's where they like would perform, yeah, a lot of these. So like, <laughs> I mean, she wouldn't be like normal afterwards, but she could survive. If she's already insane. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patience pulls that out like nothing. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I know. I love the way that she says that too. It's so great. <laughs> That's like when you stub your toe or something. Like I'll do something like that and Charles will be like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> You're trying to convince yourself, not other people. <laughs> yeah. I tore my ACL on our honeymoon. Travis is like, we need to go to the ER. And I'm like, I'm fine. He's like, you nope, can't walk. I'm like, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm like, we get home and we drop Talia off. And he's like, all right, we're going to the ER. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. He's like, you can't even get up the stairs and I'm not going to carry you. We're going to the ER. And the whole time I'm just like, no, we don't need to. I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> Turn to your leg and it's blue. <laughs> it was literally twice the size of my other leg. Oh, and I was just like in denial the whole time. <laughs> it's all the adrenaline. That's, That's probably what helped Patience going. Yeah. So Ethan goes straight to Patience, but Cody runs for it. Anna stays behind fighting people off because she grabs quickly the flower and throws it at a candle and creates awesome. this explosion. That was a badass move I did not expect out of Anna. Yeah. 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 Cody finds Tate and Tate's like, what the hell did you wish for? <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird that he would say that in this moment, right? It's literally just to bring the audience back to like remember Cody's wish. How fucked up is it that he blames Cody for all of this and it's like hey the pilgrims are the one that are killing everybody <laughs> yeah, like why know. are you blaming this on Cody? We kind of settled on maybe it was because of the wish that this all happened. I know but there's with. no way Tate could have known that. Exactly. No. So I asked for the exact opposite of this. I asked for no pilgrims. But she tells him to find a better hiding spot as she gets captured again by the pilgrims and tied up at the dinner table with Anna. And we get the craziest scene that follows. This is where the gospel music starts playing, right? <laughs> starts yeah. blaring. Ethan essentially forces them to eat Thanksgiving dinner and the main course is Shane. Shane's head is served on a platter and obviously they are freaking out. And it's when Anna screams that the music starts playing, I believe. <laughs> Ethan screams out, you mustn't spare the berries. And so like <laughs> these pilgrims are all just shoving their mouths full of human flesh and berries. And yep. it looks completely the berries. barbaric which goes against the Disney narrative <laughs> <laughs> of 
the world. One of the platters is also Shane's rib cage. You guys see that? Yeah. yeah. Ribs. yeah. And the pilgrims are force feeding <laughs> Cody and Anna pieces of oh, Shane, which is so messed yeah. up. Yeah, this movie goes from like comedic as hell to super fucked up like a roller coaster. It's still kind of comedic with the, the music. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the patients go look for Tate. She goes to get more wine, I believe. And that's when she hears Tate running around hiding and goes to search for him. This is when Cody is listening to Ethan continue his rambling about gratitude and whatnot. Is this where she's like, trout are yes. salt water. Trout are a freshwater <laughs> fish, <laughs> idiot. Yeah. yeah. He says, I can't win with you, can I? And she's like, get fucked. And that's when everyone starts to gag and cough up. You think berries. It's blood vomit. They throwing up that blood butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cody secretly put in the Jerusalem berries when she was shucking. No, that's- Anna was shucking. <laughs> what a risk. Because yeah. what if they force fed them the berries too? Yeah. Mm, that is risky. Yeah. Ethan, after he realizes the juice and berries were used, starts to stick his hand in his mouth and throw up. And he yells out to patients and she's like, evacuate yourself. Myself. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I'm going to start telling you that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> our cat Zoe meows really loudly when she's in her litter box. And I'm just going to start shouting, oh. evacuate <laughs> myself. <laughs> she's back there next time. So tickets out and helps Cody. This was after Patience seems to have not made it, right? Because she passes out and like starts bleeding everywhere. This bitch is like invincible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's hardcore. More hardcore than Jess with her cinnamon allergy. <laughs> yeah. I like that there's also shots of her. Her blood just like pouring into the cabinet with him hiding in there too. <laughs> He's disgusted. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this kid expected any of this. Like he was just playing hide and seek and all of a sudden there's just like blood all over the place. Blood and guts dying. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Thinking back at Noah Feinberg writing this about himself and his experience as a kid. I wonder if this is like what he felt like. He's like, oh, this is an innocent <laughs> yeah. kid Probably. and this strange man. Oh, what if it's an allegory for like some situation that happened with the pilgrim and his mom? That's what I was that's saying. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like I'm thinking like maybe like they ate some Jerusalem berries and that's how they actually left the house they just died in there <laughs> tate finds them and it's weird for cody to still be like don't look but also untie us <laughs> but also get us out of here cody approaches ethan with a knife and he throws himself out the window <laughs> texas chainsaw massacre style yes. sally throwing herself out yeah windows. as she's kind of just not even chasing him down she's just walking towards him menacingly tate frees his mom patient makes a return and starts full-on cat fighting with anna this fight is amazing it is intense and then it ends <laughs> with like such a what the fuck moment because Anna has to end up using her husband's decapitated head to fight her off. It's such a what the fuck moment but I really love the like this is where you're at in your fight for your life. Yeah. Would you use my head in a fight? I think you would want me to. (laughs) (laughs) It's the funny thing about this family. Their like survival skills are at a 10. (laughs) Yeah. You would not expect that. They are like at the height of privilege. I know right yeah. Something lightened there underneath. Yeah. Just all that suburban rage. (laughs) Anna eventually getting the upper hand on patients sticks what looks like the turkey cleaver straight through her throat. And that is finally the end of patients. Literally stick a fork in her. She's done. Or is it? (laughs) I know because she's just going to rip it out and come back again. Okay. So we've got vampires and now we've got zombies. (laughs) Basically. The final scene we get is Ethan crawling away from Cody who has dropped the little knife that she had and has picked up. We're assuming the hatchet that patient used on her dad. Anna and Tate go out to join her. Anna calls them my children, which I just think is really nice. Like she doesn't even, like it's not even a moment of thinking. She's like, this is for my house. This is for my husband. This is for my children. And I just think it's really nice. And again, illustrates like how complicated their relationship 
relationship is, but Anna definitely sees Cody as her child. As this is happening, Cody kicks Ethan into the fire and he's just walking around with his arm on fire and it's like still talking. <laughs> it's like the Ben Tramer thing again. Like he's just instantly flammable. <laughs> <laughs> See, they didn't teach the pilgrims to stop, drop, and roll. They didn't know about that back in the yeah. 1600s. <laughs> I don't think that I'll ever find as much pain in someone's scream as I did when Ethan gets branded. <laughs> uh, but he deserved it. Yeah, he screams like this guy who plays Ethan. What's his name? Yeah, I mean, he's so good at playing Ethan, mm-hmm. though. Peter Giles. Yeah, he definitely was a great Ethan it, for whatever that means. <laughs> if you told us that he was the actual pilgrim that stayed in the writer's house when he was a child, I would believe it. <laughs> oh, my God. He went to go find him to be. <laughs> right as they're about to kill Ethan, Cody's like, why did you do this to us? He's like. To make you grateful, didn't I? Isn't this what you wished for? And you're like, fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) Which is what Cody does, because then she brings down the hatchet on his head. And she screams, happy Thanksgiving. Which is a great end line. And I think the final, final scene that we get is then the wishbone being released from his hand as he's been decapitated. And it cuts. There's no, like, closure. You don't know what happens to them afterwards. I kind of love that, though. I love an open-ended, like, up to interpretation where these supernatural people, like, what is the deal were they brought here by the wish are they zombie vampire pilgrims (laughs) patience is coming back yeah (laughs) i like that open-endedness of it it's like a short story right because if we're supposed to get that ethan's been doing this for a while that has to mean that there's more of them right? and there is i think in the beginning credits we get news clippings of families disappearing oh okay i did not pay that that much attention to the opening credits yeah, I was paying more attention to the actors making faces as their names came up. If you saw Shane, like, looks up and smiles and makes a face with his head in the... Oh, plate. yes, yeah. at the end credits. <laughs> Patience was the only one. She straight up makes no face and stays creepy. <laughs> yeah. She is committed. She, she's the one on set that everybody's like, this woman is not breaking character. Do you not yeah. Creepy? <laughs> yeah. She went back to Noah's house and did the same thing. <laughs> what did you guys think? I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this movie too. It's so ridiculous, but like, I don't know. It's really fun. It's, you don't have a lot of Thanksgiving horror movies. So the final one, it's actually fun and kind of like actually hits on some real topics for Thanksgiving too. Yeah. So like it addresses real issues while also kind of being an enjoyable horror movie. And it knows know. it's a stupid premise yeah. and it just has fun with it. Like it's such a unique concept. I feel like if you had a Pilgrim horror movie, it would be set in the 1600s, but they're like, okay, well, we're going to bring it to modern times, but we're not going to modernize the Pilgrims at all i like it yeah i think it's a lot of fun yeah i found this so fun i love a good just fun horror movie you again wouldn't expect it because i feel like most thanksgiving horrors that you see are not the best or there's so few of them like there's so many christmas horrors yeah but thanksgiving not so much and for it to be like good and a unique story like i was impressed i don't want to say all the same things because i agree entirely with all you guys (laughs) (laughs) i love like you said the topics too that i feel like it touches on i'm telling you guys the moment shit started hit the fan at the end I was like, oh, yeah, I love this so much. So it's great. What do you guys rate it? I'd give this like an eight and a half. Yeah, I was going to say I'd give it an eight. I love it a lot. Yeah, I was also going to give it an eight just yeah. to agree with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a nine. Ooh, yeah, you really right. loved yeah. this. I'm telling you, I was like throwing hands and just excited. You, you were I cracking saw. up at some point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this Pilgrim movie, and I didn't know this since I was looking up from facts, is part of a series called Into the Dark on Hulu, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all It's technically holiday. an episode. Yeah. It's not even a movie, but. They released their episodes on like the actual holidays that's pretty much every episode based on themed. a holiday yeah I saw that people really hated the one that came before this something about Annie it was like something Annie Uncanny, Uncanny Annie, Annie. 
yeah. I liked that one. It was okay. <laughs> I, I think I like these movies a lot more than Travis. We're definitely going to be talking about the Valentine one. No, this I upcoming Valentine's Day. The Christmas one's really good. I like the New Year's one with the one girl that's like an influencer. Have you watched all of these? I haven't watched all of them. I knew about them and I knew that we were going to cover this one so i think i'm gonna go back and watch them now that we've done pilgrim because this one was really good the into the dark movie is kind of like you know in anthologies where it's like a director really gets to explore a weird idea that they have and you're like wow this is an interesting concept that's kind of how i feel about the whole into the dark things as a whole except each episode is longer than you know a short in an anthology movie i highly recommend watching more of them <laughs> yeah yeah we will but do you want to talk about what scared loki this week sure did you notice anything that scared him about this movie not with this movie but i know that loki hates intruders all day every day he doesn't realize that the neighbors live next door he hears their <laughs> keys from far away and is like do not come into my house <laughs> so i think he wouldn't appreciate some random people living here no he would definitely be with cody and like um who are you <laughs> <laughs> but the moment he sees that they're feeding meat i think he'd be he'd, enticed yeah <laughs> might turn on us <laughs> yeah it just can't be one of us we can't be on the menu do you want to tell us about it loki All right, I'm sorry, kid. We're going to have neighbors probably for the rest of our lives. But one thing to look forward to is there's ham coming next week. So hopefully uh, not sick ham like uh, a couple weeks back. No, I don't know if we even talked about that on the show. We did because we talked about you and him both pooping so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gave us both food poisoning from ham. So. Oh, no. Yeah, no, me and Loki were not okay. <laughs> What's your least favorite scary movie pod? Justin Travis. You know, we really appreciate you guys being here today. Do you want to tell the people where they can find you and follow you well our website is what's your least favorite scary movie.com all of our episodes are uploaded there as well as like movie reviews drinking games blog posts stuff like that on facebook we're just our name instagram we're least favorite scary movie podcast twitter we're least fave pod our email address is least favorite scary movie at gmail.com we have a tiktok couldn't tell you what our handle is just try some combination of things uh <laughs> eric will but, probably find it and link it in the show notes yeah if anything yeah I'll look thank you <laughs> I think that pretty much wraps things up for us here. As always, we hope you guys had a good time here with us. You can follow us pretty much anywhere at Shaken Not Scared Pod, except Twitter. Twitter is Shaken Scared Pod. You can send us an email at shakennotscaredpod gmail.com. You can support the show on Patreon. We'll name our next drink after you with mentions on our website where the drink page will live forever. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting sites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, a bunch of others. Give us a listen. Give us a follow. Throw Loki some ham treats, some turkey treats. Maybe not turkey. He likes turkey. Throw him some turkey jerky. From the sounds of it, ham is the bad idea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Be sure to like, rate, review us, all that good stuff. Okay, thanks. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Bye. All right. Bye.